0: Hello and welcome to Podcast Eater, the Cultreader podcast. My name's Ezekiel, I'm the editor and co-runner of Cult and today I'm joined by a very special guest, wolf biologist, Brendan. Hello Brendan. G'day, how you doing mate? Yeah, I'm not bad in yourself?
1: Yeah, doing alright, as bad as well as anybody could do at a time like this. No,
0: fair enough. I don't know why I don't just pre-record the intros and change the wording around. It'd be so much easier because I say it the same way almost every time. But that's that's not for you anyway.
1: I, I guess I would say that it would kind of add a uh, a very uh, very boring element to the show, like a like a pre recorded intro. I would think it'd be very boring. What do you think?
0: No, that, okay, <laughs> alright. I'm, I'm starting again because that yeah. seems a bit passive aggressive.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's not passive aggressive. Sorry. <laughs> sorry no, if that no, came that, across as that, but it's not.
0: I know, but it it, it seems kind of know, aggressive, a bit mean-spirited, so, okay. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Hello, 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 hello. Hello and welcome to Podcast Eater, the Cold Trader podcast. My name is Ezekiel, I'm the editor and co-runner of Cold Trader, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, wolf biologist, Brendan. Hello, Brendan. Yeah, yes. how you doing, mate. Yeah, I'm not bad. And yourself?
1: Eh, yeah, doing about as good as anybody can in this uh, current time, but I'm doing well.
0: Okay, excellent. Well, uh, I didn't actually bring you on the show to discuss wolves in real life, or world for short. Oh.
1: Why did you bring me here, then?
0: Because we're going to discuss a game that is near and dear to my heart, and very recently near and dear to yours, Okami.
1: Yay. Every time I come on the show, it comes for like every time a different me comes on the show, it's always for different reasons. I don't know why, but anyway.
0: Was that intro good? I hope it was because we're just going on in from here. Yes, let's go. But all right, excellent. So, Okami is a video game of the video game variety, it appeared on consoles between the years 1980 and 2019. That's pretty broad range.
1: I would just say PlayStation 2, to narrow it down. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like it's somewhere in that range, you know. Somewhere I mean, in that we range, of course. We've got to make sure there's enough margin of error, <laughs> just in case. True. Um, uh, But yeah, uh, so I guess I'll, I'll discuss my coming across it first. Yeah, go ahead. All right, I can't remember how I came across it, but I do remember pre-ordering it. And I think mm. uh, it... Came out somewhere in in Australia. It came out somewhere around Valentine's Day, two thousand and seven. Oh, okay. Somewhere around there. I know I picked up my pre order on that day, and you know, and then I I played it, and I enjoyed it quite a lot. I I had a really good time with it. It was roughly around sixty hours of play, and you know, then I've picked it up every now and then. I you know got it for the PS three, uh, got it for the Switch, and you know, I've just played through it you know, each time and just really enjoyed it. Oh, actually I think i got it for the PC as well, but my PC is not very good at running it. But anyway, hmm. um, every time I've played it, you know, it's just always been a fun adventure. That's what best way I can put it. Really, um, really enjoyable or some of its flaw, some of what I feel are its flaws have become more apparent. I, I still find it a really enjoyable game. All right. Now it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> now it's my turn. I don't know turn, why I Ryan. said that. <laughs> it is your turn. I don't
1: know why you said that either, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess like I never played it when it originally came out. Um I only mm. played it just very recently um on the on the channel. It was really fun. Like there was a there was a couple of issues that I did pick up on, but for the most part it was a very enjoyable jaunt um jaunt to play. <laughs> <laughs> I I guess I guess that's all I can really say in, in, until we go we we get um, deeper into it. I very much enjoyed it for what it was.
0: So and, and and it was a nice stroll in the park.
1: It's a bit of a nice stroll in the park, yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> with a, with a few rocks in the way. Funnily yeah. enough, because boulders feature in the plot very early on. Oh, uh, well, don't even boulder!
1: Get me, don't even get me started on the ball rolling physics. But anyway, no, no, no,
0: no, no. I'm not talking about ball rolling physics. I'm talking about the boulder.
1: Oh, the boulder, yeah.
0: Yes, hence my saying forgot about boulder, that, yeah. <laughs> not ball rolling physics. Still, <laughs> you should you should know this. You're a wolf biologist. You guys specialize in boulders. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> so let's talk about the plot. Yes, let's. <laughs> okay, um, so yeah, it's set in ancient Japan or n- nippon in this nippon. case.
1: Nippon. It's basically L- a fantasized um, ancient uh. Japan.
0: Well, it kind of is. kind, kind of is kind of is It's it's historical uh, Nippon taken only partially included in its historical context. Yeah. Um because yeah. you know it's it's set long a long, long ago long mm. ago. Mm. Um you know it treats uh, Japanese mythology as kind of real. Um you have a thing called the celestial plane. My tongue is not working today, but that's fine. Um, uh, Yeah, so yeah, it's it's set in ancient Nippon. Um, yeah. A lot of myths are treated as real. Uh, and you're hearing about, at first, the legend of, uh, in, in the game setting, Orochi, which had Nagi fighting it mm-hmm. um, alongside Shirinui. Yeah. Um, then you cut to an ominous type scene where someone pulls a sword out of a rock. Thus,
1: bringing Orochi back to life.
0: Yep, Orochi comes back, mm. uh, and tries to get out of his prison, sort of. From there, uh, you you cut to a small village. It's not. Oh, it's not Kusa Village, is it? Is it?
1: No, Kusa Village was later on. I think it was. Um, is the Wind One? Yeah, Kusa Village was the Wind One. Um, I can't remember the name of the village actually. That's so bad. <laughs> I know. But it's the very first village in the game. Um, you cut to a statue of um, Shiranui, um, but mm. then the sh- the statue comes to life and is reborn as um, the title the title character of the, well, not the title character of the game technically, but um, you play as Amaterasu, which is uh, technically the reincarnation of Shiranui. Well, is what is p- p- supposed to be the reincarnation of Shiranui at that point.
0: Oh, Konohana, of course. Konohana, that's it. Yeah. Named after the Konohana tree.
1: That's right. Yes.
0: Yep, yeah, so so you revive and then you're joined by your plucky sidekick for the game. Issun. Yeah, Issun. Issun. Um, and then I made the you... mistake
1: calling it Issun for like half my playthrough and then I realized, "Oh, it's Isun, not Issun." <laughs> Cuz I thought I thought it was a um a wrong translation or something like that.
0: Yeah. And and you were the one who was incorrect, sir.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> these are, yeah. these scientists are just losing their touch. Ah, uh, I know, right? <laughs> um, but but yeah. yeah, so you, yeah, um, Ism joins you. You head off into um the tree that's there, and I can't, I can't quite remember why, but essentially, it's your, your tutorial area. Yeah, you go fix a statue. Um, and, and
1: that's basically where you get drawn into where you, you get um, introduced to the main or one of the main mechanics of the game, which is actually um, drawing or painting, painting within the game.
0: painting. But yeah it's, <laughs> it's painting it's painting. Uh, okay. <laughs> but painting.
1: yeah it's a very it's a very cool little um, game mechanic I think and it's it's literally used throughout the entire game to to do context specific stuff.
0: Yeah, um, we'll, we'll get, we'll yeah, we'll get we'll get to that, that, that later. later, though. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you finish the first kind of miniature era, you go out, and then you revive the town. The plot kind of goes from there, you know. Essentially, the... Oh, spoilers, by the way. Spoilers. Spoilers, we, <laughs> spoilers, 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 spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. There are going to be spoilers up the wazoo, unless yep. we forget, in which case there'll be no spoilers, but you've been warned.
1: You've been thoroughly warned.
0: <laughs> All right, so... um. I guess yeah, the, I guess it, the whole thing in a
1: nutshell is basically you're reviving the um you're reviving the world basically
0: yeah from Orochi's curse um mm-hmm. and you know you 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 kind of set out to defeat Orochi but like you have to get your powers back to be able to do so um but that's you know the game builds up to be very climactic but that's not where the game ends of course yeah there uh, there's many it,
1: dif- there's many different points in the game where it feels like it's climactic but then it just keeps going which is not to its detriment i think i th- i feel like it's got a very nice um chapter like structure to the game as well
0: yeah i th- i think it works better for the first two parts of the game um not so much the third book the second one kind of like does drag a little yeah there's Um, a little there's a little
1: bit of lull in the story during the second um second arc
0: yeah kind of like the 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 third arc feel is a lot tighter i think yeah yeah um but yeah no like it's it's an interesting interesting structure which is nice um especially for the game Mm. so that that's pretty much the plot um so you you control I guess we'll, we'll do you want to talk about the uh, the design now, or do you want to wait till? Yeah,
1: we, we might as well we might as well discuss the design because it's a very big thing throughout the game. Um, jap it's the art style is heavily based off um, uh, Japan uh, ancient Japanese art styles. Uh, ukiyo was definitely one of the influences. What was the other one that you said? Um, the other uh, day, sumie. Sumie, that's it. Yeah. Um, sumie or however it's pronounced. S- su- sumie. Sumie. Thank you, sumie. Um, the art style is very cell shaded.
0: You you spoomy person, spoomy
1: bard. Anyway, um, no, it's um, it's it's got a very beautiful and telling. Um, uh, I would definitely go so far. I would say it's definitely um, cell shaded graphics, cell shaded three D graphics.
0: Yeah, no, it definitely is. Um, so originally when the game was being built, it, Mm. it had a more realistic style and. I can't remember if it was Clover Studios who decided on it or maybe someone in Capcom, uh, but they realized that the initial style kind of looked a bit dull and it wasn't very fun, which is why it changed. Yeah. Um, so obviously because it's cel-shaded, it's stylized. Because of the art styles that they're adopting that further stylizes it, but there's even more stylizing on top of that when you like look at the... When you look at the designs of people, you know, mm. um, and, and you know certain houses and whatnot, it, it they're like people kind of have a they have their own partially deformed, style. partially extent, not realistic at all. No, like you look look at their legs, man. Look at their torsos; like the legs are tiny, and then you look at their bodies, and the bodies are really long. And it, yeah, but it, it fits. It's got within, it's got a semi it's
1: got a semi cartoony sort of um, look to it as well.
0: Yeah, but it, it doesn't necessarily feel silly. No, which no, which is which is great. Um, you know, the, like the setting, um, the, the environments that you have look gorgeous. I, I guess for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, I, I would say just, so
1: as well. Yeah, it's just very visually beautiful.
0: Yeah. The um, you know, like Konohana looks great. Like all the towns look great. When you when you come into Shinshu Field, Shinshu. Shinshu Field. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it it, it does feel partially feel like, you know, it's a very kind of hilly area, but like it's also, you know, really expansive and mm. it's kind of uh like, you know, what with the music that's going on behind it feels very kind of exciting and new. You know, it really yeah, does it have a sense of, sense of uh, starting a journey, I guess. Yes. Um, you know, you you go to like a a forest area and you know it feels like a forest mm. and like then you, it, you know has a very mm. it, it's still kind of open-ish but it feels kind of foresty you know there's it feels like there's a lot of vegetation even though there isn't much
1: yeah yeah and then you go into later areas in the game such as the Ryoshima coast which looks absolutely stunning um every little every little area within the game has its own um, has its own identity. It has a variety of different things that are happening within that within each area. And it definitely serves for, I would say, pretty great world building, um, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Well, well, like, the other great thing about Rishima Coast is that, it like, it looks pretty, obviously, but it, mm. it feels expansive. And, like, the art style really helps reinforce that expansiveness, you know? Yeah, yeah. It also feels lively, even though it's, like, a very kind of still area. It, it doesn't feel still. Mm. You you know, um, and then when you eventually get to like the the far northern reaches, that feels like a snowed out area that might have experienced too much snow. And like what I think really helps is that it it looks good. Um, mm. The art style really helps reinforce the the feel of them.
1: Mm. Definitely, definitely.
0: Um, actually, something that you're you're not quite gonna know. Mm. Um, but, like, the original one, the, the original release uh, was less vibrant in colour. Um, and, yeah, every release since then, I think it's from this the Wii release onwards. It, the, the games have been more vibrant than the original release. They haven't gotten progressively more and more vibrant, but they've just been... Like, the colours have been more kind of poppy and, and loud, which is kind of fine because it's still a good-looking game, but it, it reduces that um the kind of impact of the like art style influences? Yeah, definitely. Of the Sumi and Akira. U- um, and did you know that there's also a paper filter? Wait, um, on some of the releases. Really? Yeah, yeah. So um ne- next time we're we're around I'll show you it. Although you I oh know you could actually just probably check it after I this. I could probably
1: check it after this. Yeah, cuz like I've the, the the version that I played through was actually just the PC HD version. Um yeah. and it looked beautiful from like I wouldn't have even even expected it to be. I, I Honestly, if I didn't know any better, if I would have played it on the PlayStation 2, I would have expected the same thing. Um, but knowing now that the original release is a little bit more washed out, I probably still would have enjoyed it to begin with. Um, I think the only thing that really sort of is a bit detrimental to the newer releases, unless you're playing mm. on the Switch or something like that is the... Um, I know we're probably going to get more into the uh, mechanics and stuff like that, um, mm. is... Basically, the drawing mechanic which would be the only thing that you could say that was different uh, between the releases. So,
0: yeah, stylistically, yeah.
1: they probably they they're definitely the same, except for the washed out colors. But yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, well, also, I think the Wii release didn't have the paper filter. I think they disabled it, and then they slow. I, I don't know, remember when after that one they brought it back in, but they eventually brought it back in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like the paper filter is just kind of it, it's just a screen filter, and you can adjust its strength. Um, yeah. And it makes it look more or less like the art styles that influenced the graphic, uh, the graphical style. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, you should like after this, just go and, and tweak it around a bit, see if uh, you can get it to look. Because sometimes it's noticeable, sometimes it's not. But just it just really helps. I, I guess it helps
1: reinforce the um, the art style and the the just the beauty of the game a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it does, like, depending on the area, because sometimes it's less noticeable than others. Yeah, yeah. Um And it just makes it feel more like it's a folklore-type thing as well. Yeah, that which makes is sense, nice. yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, the characters... Interestingly, like, what with the character deformities and, and whatnot, the, like, the art style, because it's, you know, e- exaggerated... Mm. Um, the soul shading, I should say, rather because it exaggerates things in certain ways. Yeah. It um, also it doesn't prevent the characters from feeling expressive, which is great.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of character expression that I was really surprised um to see. I wasn't expecting there to be much if at all, but all almost all of the main characters in the game have a beautiful level of expression, um, which is easily you know overpinned by the art style and the way that the the bodies react. Um, just certain things as well. I I thought that was a really cool little thing.
0: Wait, do, do you mean underpin? Well, underpin. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. God damn it! Oh, gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Funny you say, god damn it, because the title of kami is actually a pun. Because depending, I, I think it has to do with the accent above the O. Um, can either mean wolf or god.
1: Oh yeah, um... that's right. Yeah. And um, Amaterasu's full name in the game is Amaterasu Okami. So it's a, a double play on words there as well,
0: yeah. But anyway, anyway, um, let's talk about the music. It's good. Yes. All right, let's talk about the <laughs> gameplay. No, um, the music
1: is like the music is amazing. There was no point wherever like wherever I went in the game that the music mm-hmm. didn't really fit. Everything fit in in, in its uh, in a very nice way, um, and it really accentuated every single level or every single location in the game, um. It did well enough to to express emotion very well, because um, I think as we said multiple times, like some uh, soundtracks sometimes um, convey, or well, are supposed to convey, like show you how you're supposed to feel. Um, with no, this they one, tell you. they tell you yeah. how you feel. With this one, it doesn't do it as much. If anything, it just accentuates how how the game wants you to feel.
0: Well, well, th- that's the thing though. When some of it actually is telling you how how you should feel, I, like it doesn't happen too often. Normally, normally it's a pretty good match, though it does come close to spilling over. Yeah. Although sometimes when it does spill over, it's not as bad in this game. I find mm. because it's not it's not overtly in your face. Yeah. Um. Sometimes it is. Sometimes like it it does get a bit too much, but I still think it works. To some extent, though not always. Yeah, yeah. Some sometimes I think it does get a little bit too much and they it could have dialed it back a bit. But whatever. Um Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's only a very, very small thing. Like can can you hear can you hear me trying to like grasp at straws here to, <laughs> to ignore criticisms I've made in the past?
1: Yeah, you tr- <laughs> you're trying and you're doing a good enough job, I suppose.
0: <laughs> um yeah, no, look no, yeah, like often it's pretty good about it um it just yeah sometimes it does go a little too far but usually it's not for too long which i think is is probably the, the best thing about it you know it like when it's in your face it's not always in your face it's still a little bit of an issue
1: yeah it but, like, doesn't we, it doesn't overstay its welcome which i find to be a very a very good thing in 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 regards to a um a soundtrack as well
0: yeah well the, the other thing as well is it's not so much background music most of the time mm. which is but it's not firmly in the foreground, so, you know, with, with a lot it, more... It's, pl- uh, it's placed a-
1: well. It's placed well within the world.
0: Well, well the thing with, I, I guess, active or, or non-ambient music, right, mm. is usually it's in the forefront. Yeah, or yeah. Or somewhere close to the forefront, whereas, you know, ambient music is usually in the background. Duh. Um, <laughs> I mean, usually. Uh But, like, with this, uh, often it, it is somewhat uh, active music, like yeah you know, the Shinsu Shinshu whatever field. Shinshu field, yeah. Yeah, you know, um or if you look at say yeah Rishima Coast or as a Fuji, or um even, you know, some other areas that like when it does have active music, it's not always in the foreground. It's still usually in the back. Yeah. which, it, which it, is it, kinda nice. It's never overbearing
1: maybe, unless the scene actually calls for it.
0: Yeah. Um, and you know, like the dungeon music is generally pretty, uh, like close to your ambience—not entirely ambient, but much closer to it, which is nice. Mm. Um, they, I think, there was a lot of traditional instrumentation used in the soundtrack. Though I'm not 100% certain on that one.
1: There's a bit of, um, uh, there's a bit of uh, Japanese influence, especially on the music. I can, I could easily tell. Um, there's a lot of, um, there's, there were a lot of Japanese in, uh, instruments that I could here, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and obviously that um, reinforces the feel and the atmosphere of, of the game as being you know, set in Japan. ancient Nippon. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it works with the art style as well. It just yeah, makes it feel more um, culturally relevant to ancient Nippon, I guess, mm. is the best way of putting it. So overall, yeah, the presentation is good. Some slight flaws, but overall it's good. Yeah. Like it's same same with the plot some slight flaws but overall good and th- this is probably going to be the common theme for the rest of it
1: yeah um, there's, there's I mean it's got its minor flaws but for the most part it's still very good
0: yeah such as the gameplay the gameplay is very good
1: oh yeah um there was only that's a nice that's a nice segue. <laughs> Um, but nice. yeah,
0: I'll get better. We'll
1: get we'll I'll get, get better, better at this. Um, <laughs> um, I never really found too much issue with the gameplay. Um, the exploration was pretty solid. Um, the item finding uh, was fun. Um, some of the mini games um, they took a little while to sort of get used to, like the digging mini game um, mm. and stuff like that. I found them kind of annoying for the first couple of tries, and then when I got used to them, they started becoming fun because you knew what to do and how the the brush techniques. Um, sort of work their way into the mini games, um, as well. Especially how how the brush techniques work work their way into um, the exploration, um, the combat, um, and all, all those other things. Uh, I guess we've got to explain um, explain the uh, the brush techniques in this game. So, army. Uh, so, I'm a, do, you want me to, do you want me to take wait, wait, this one?
0: Wait, or? The, wait, wait. There's one thing we've <laughs> got to mention. Oh, what did we forget? Press one of the action buttons to jump. Ah, the X button. Press yes. <laughs> one of the action buttons in battle to attack.
1: Yes, yes. So it's fairly you simplistic. You can bark. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'd say. <laughs> I well, I guess. I guess the um, the the gameplay being very simplistic is not really a bad thing in this instance. It's.
0: Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't actually talking about that, I was just talking Malarkey. I <laughs> know, I know. But, anyway, I, know, but I mean, I, technically it, it's not Malarkey, but yeah, because you do like you have controls and you need to use said controls to traverse the, oh, of the game setting. But um, I'm guessing no, because but... this
1: is just more of a um a, a narrative driven game, um I guess it's the the the, the, the gameplay and the, the mechanics seem simplistic enough. Um, but they work well within the world. Um uh, they didn't need to be overly complex, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, no, no, that's fine. But like, pardon my interruption. No, go go on about the the brush techniques. It's all good. Okay, so I mean, you have to because you have to, you know, use your power of science. You now, <laughs>
1: of course, this is my time Should, to do, shine. Do, do we,
0: wait, do we drop the pretense here? No, no, keep going. No, you keep still going. A scientist.
1: <laughs> okay, so basically, the um, uh, one of the main purport, one of the main mechanics of the game is um, is the painting, the brush painting. Um, there are thirteen different brush techniques in the game that you can get. Uh, 12 are based on the uh, Japanese... Was it the Japanese or Chinese Zodiacs? I can't remember. I I don't know. Either way. Um, It's one of the Zodiacs, obviously. Um, And you can play... And it does um, have certain effects in the game where um, you've got the power of restoration where you can um, remake things within the world. Um, You've got the wind power, which allows you to control wind within the game. You can create bombs. Um... Just a just a cool little slew of things you can do um, outside of battle. And they also work um, somewhat within battle as well. Um, and also, for example, you can create fire, um, you can control um, ice and that sort of thing as well. Um, I think that's pretty much that's pretty much a good explanation, isn't he? <laughs> yeah.
0: No. Um yeah, so it is the the Chinese zodiac. That's the one, yep. It was a Chinese Zodiac. As far zodiac. as I'm aware. Yeah. Um yeah, you know, like, yeah, they help you get around the world. But, you know, of course, there's a bit of backtracking that you can do once you unlock a new brush technique mm, to mm. get stuff you couldn't before, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, like, I, I think they're pretty well placed. You know, like, it, it's unfortunate some towards the, like, that you get towards the end kind of don't really have much use um, yeah, outside of combat. Or outside and, of and the, the um,
1: story elements. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Um, it's also kind of a shame how. Uh, actually, no. Like, um, vine is it called vine? I can't remember what it's called. Um, mm. but one of them remains pretty. Uh, like, there's a few of them that will remain in use. Rejuvenation is like pretty much used throughout the whole entire game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I I can't remember if vine or whatever it's called still remains in pretty consistent use. Not so much. Like, But that becomes more about, like, getting optional stuff towards the end of the game, if I remember correctly. Mm. I, I can't remember correctly. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, yes, yeah, it's generally, like, those brush techniques will get you through the game for a lot. And then, you know, they're governed by your ink pots, which regenerate over time. And you can um, um, upgrade
1: using uh, Faith as well, which we'll get onto later. Um, yeah,
0: we'll... F- faith is a no we'll just cover it now like yeah. faith you get from like making things bloom or repairing rejuvenating things helping or doing side missions quests, yeah feeding animals um and that's what you use to power up a you power up your life uh your astral pouch which is kind of if you lose all your health it replenishes your health kind of like yeah. one up system yeah yeah the the amount of money you can carry and um yeah your ink pots mm um, but yeah, no, i'd I'd say that it's probably the single most important gameplay aspect, actually, not like not one of it. It is definitely it's
1: definitely it's, defi- it's definitely based, based around. around that.
0: Yeah, um, it, it's actually interesting how the controls for it have kind of changed mm. um because I don't know if this was just a thing with the p s two in general, but uh, like how firmly you held down the painting button. In the original version, would determine the thickness of your your, your line. Yeah,
1: because the PS2 actually had um, pressure-sensitive controls. Whereas, did it? yeah, it did actually. Like... Um, there okay. were there were only a select few games that actually used it, say for like Metal Gear Solid. Um, just a, just a quick side note to explain what it, what it did. Um, if you press down the button um, to uh, like really hard, it'd shoot off a um, it'd shoot your gun. If you if you sort of like released it slowly, it would put the gun away, um, and and I'm guessing that's how um Makami dealt with that as well. The harder you push down the um the contr- the, the button, the um the, the thicker the your stroke the, would be, which is kind yeah, cool. of cool. Thicker the line, yeah, which is kind of um, cool. They did change that for um different buttons in subsequent releases, and I don't know if that's a different thing in the Switch version, because I would ass- I would assume you'd use the touch screen to to do that, yeah
0: you can use the touch screen oh, no, i know i i've i tried not to because like whilst it's fine it's interesting it means i'm taking my hand off the controller i'm pretty sure you can use the controller wirelessly in certain situations to do it as well but i didn't do that either right, um, right. so like just with with the controller you've got like a one a, a button for thick lines and a button for thin thin lines you know yeah yeah um, i just found it hard to do
1: circles sometimes on the um on the pc version maybe it was cuz the controller i was using i don't know um yeah. I'm guessing it was an, it wasn't much of a thing on the uh, original PS2 release but um mm-hmm. it was kind mm-hmm. of hard to do uh the rejuvenation sometimes um especially on on the clovers uh scattered throughout the world.
0: Yeah, no no, that was a, that's a, a thing in all versions as far as I'm aware. It's right. Kind right. Of, sometimes the game doesn't recognize the technique that you're using. Um sometimes it does get know, a little frustrating. I, get-
1: I mean, it's kind of one of the one of the flaws of the game mechanic, but for the most part it, it's it, it works it works well enough and has a place within the world
0: yeah look there's probably a way of doing it um to always do it successfully but i've never come across how yeah yeah um but yeah like as far as i'm concerned the brush techniques are great they they work really well um quite and often I- like when i say they work really well they they work well for use in the setting
1: yeah. Say, for example, like there are some some instances where there is a um there's a fishing minigame um within within um, Okami as well that you draw the line to the um to the fish, um and then you catch the fish and then you slash the fish to actually bring it in. Um, <laughs> it sounds weird. It sounds weird when you Let's try and discuss it. Sh- but sh-
0: <laughs> should we should we just talk about the fishing minigame for a while? You really want to talk about the fishing mini game, don't you? Yeah, of course I do. Because it's it's fishing mechanics and i happen to i don't i don't like fishing in real life i mean like sure it's fine whatever if, if you enjoy it <laughs> um and that that has nothing to do with my degree by the way i just don't really <laughs> enjoy fishing um, i i still don't get it like
1: why people are so fixated on on um fishing minigames
0: yeah, well, like un- until you mentioned this um, on our previous attempt, I didn't realize there was a fixation on on mini games. I've just always enjoyed fishing mini because, mm. like, I don't like fishing in real life. Like I said, I just find it a slow process. It has nothing to do with my degree, you know. My I'm pretty sure that if I were to go further with my degree, I'd have to do some form of fishing mm. in some way. You know, yeah. not necessarily traditional, but I'd have to do it in some way. But um. Yeah, no, I just I just always find them fun. I know I, I like catching fish in games because it's, like it's a, it's a nice pastime
1: con- to do. It's a nice thing to sort of just chill out with. I, I I'm just get, I'm basing off that um, of reactions that I've had with people recently and them saying how much they enjoy um, fishing fishing mini game mechanics and stuff like that in games. Um, and it's just surprising to me that a lot of that some people that I've um, that I've asked this question to really do enjoy them. Um, and it's kind of more widespread than I thought. You know, it's kind of it's kind of an interesting little thing to think about.
0: Well, um, the, like a, a thing for me, right, is that uh, like Legend of the River King and Legend of the River King Two, which were both released on the Game Boy Color, mm. are based around fishing. You know, and yeah, like yeah. it's very simple stuff. It's kind of arcadey, kind of not, but it's just really fun. I find, and generally, I find that fishing minigames games are often pretty fun. Yeah, hence why I enjoy them. But like with a yeah, you. As you were saying, there's a lot of fish to catch, of course. Something actually I've, I've realized. So have you noticed of the day-night cycle in the game? Mm. Um, except for when you're in dungeons, I think, and except for the fishing mini-game, I also think, it the game will pause when it shifts between day and night.
1: Yeah, it does do that quite often. Uh, when Whenever there's a, a day-to-night shift. Or when you you use um, a brush power to bring the sun back or or the moon out.
0: Yeah. And and something, like, I I don't know why that was done that way. Um, Like, I think it's to, like, just uh, highlight the scenic nature of change. Yeah. um, And how it affects an area. Mm. Um, Yeah, because it's interesting. Lighting really can affect how an area feels in this quite a lot. Uh, But, yeah, I think after the first few times... Um, it maybe it kind of loses its lustre a bit, especially when you can do things like fishing constantly without having to witness that change. Yeah. But anyway, there's a lot of fish to catch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's there's an abundance of things. Like this also comes down into if you if you're a completionist or not as well. There's a, a, a literal metric butt ton of stuff. To actually collect in the game as well, such as um, uh, power up items, um, uh, treasures that you can sell off as well. You can get a multitude of different weapons, um, hmm. other equipable items, and stuff like that. It's a very—I—I I, I thought it was going to be less in depth than I thought it was going to be, especially around going back to when I um when we were talking about how the game sort of has a very climactic structure with with each of its um uh nice. with with its arcs. Um, because I thought there wasn't going to be much more to the game. And then I realized, oh, you can get more weapons. You can get more, um, equipment and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, oh, there's actually a lot more things you can actually find in this game. Um, like with the weapons as well, you get rosaries, you get, um, reflectors and you get, uh, glaives and there, uh, do you want me to say how many there are of each or do we, do we want to, um,
0: No, that's yeah, okay. That's... We won't.
1: So there's three classes of weapons. Um, and you can learn techniques. Um, you can go to a dojo, and you can learn different. Um, you can get like extended combos. Um, you can even get like um, different. Um, uh, learn different other mechanics like a double jump and stuff like that, which is really cool. Um, and a dodge and dodges as well. Dodges are actually, like, despite the con, despite the combat being fairly simplistic at first look, um, it is. It is pretty simplistic. Let's let's be honest. Yeah. Um, like not. It's not really um that hard. There's there's little to no sense of difficulty, um, unless you go for the really strong battles. Say like for example the um,
0: Devil's the... Gate Trials or Demon's Gate Trials, whatever you want to call them.
1: Oh, I was more talking about the the um the dogs.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Well, the dogs are kind of like an optional boss though. Yeah. So yeah, of course it's going to be more difficult. <laughs> um but I like oh the yeah, fact so that some... I like
1: the fact that you can actually um the, the the battles um themselves aren't really all that hard but I also love the fact that you can actually um intersperse the combat with your brush abilities as well so kind of adds a bit of dynamic Flair I think
0: yeah no no it's it, it certainly can help you know and often you will have to use some of those powers against in, bosses with, and... with certain well not just bosses but certain enemies as well yeah, to, yeah. like get to their weak points and and whatnot mm. um yeah the combat is probably the weakest point of the game because it's re- it's not so much that it's really easy. There's nothing wrong with the combat being easy, you know. Yeah. Um. The problem is that it st- like after a while it can start to get tedious. It can, um, yeah. Especially, especially considering how many options the game gives you to break the combat as well, and how easily they give you those options. Yeah, for example, um, it
1: gives you—you've got um, Infinity Stones, which give you infinite ink. Um, you've got like stat boosting items from the very start of the game, um, like the um, the sake items as well. You can easily break the combat from the get go, or
0: well, at least early on. But like, it's not even just that; it's like the Vengeance slips as well. Oh yeah, um, yeah, and also your ability to become invincible—you know—as long as you've got the money, mm. and it's really not too hard to grind for money either. Um, like I said, not a problem with it being easy. That's fine. It just, it, it can get tedious. And then once you realize how easily you can break the game, or break the combat, um, you know, it like it, it kind of feels more and more like a chore. The combat is still, look, the combat is fun. I'm not going to, I'm not going to take that away from the game. It, it's really mm. well made. And I understand why it's easy.
1: Because it's it's more it's more of a um a narrative driven game rather than a um a mecha- well, um, I would say yes it's still mechanic driven but it's it's more so narrative driven rather than combat driven.
0: Yeah, and and that's absolutely fine. And like yeah. even if it was narrative driven and it was hard, that's still fine, right? But like this is not this is a game that yeah uh, is strongly about its narrative and the combat is is there and it's fine. It's fun. It works. Mm. Um. And it works being easy because it, it makes the experience, in this case, it generally makes the overall experience more enjoyable because you're not playing through like a large world um, and mm. constantly being roadblocked to get through it. You know, clearly Clover wanted people to get through the game with an easy pace. It, it's just, yeah. The, the biggest flaw of the game is the combat, not because eventually it does become tedious. Uh, but you know,
1: I guess like it's one, it it easily one of the, one of the things that really just bring the games down, brings the game down a little bit, but not by much. Um, I, I kind of feel like most of the combat is just, you know, goes by the wayside. Anyway, the bosses are really cool though. The way that you, um, the way that you utilize your brush techniques to defeat bosses as well, um, is a really nice touch. Um, I guess one of the other things, as I was going, as I was saying before, like one of the things I could really leverage against this game is the ball rolling mechanics. There are some portions, um, like some, um, mini games, um, that require it, such as, um, rolling a big ball of, um, a big snowball, um, in, uh, in the far north reaches of the game. Um, and I think there's also the other one with the, um, with the bear as well. The sleeping bear. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. I mean, it was... Probably the most tedious portion of the game, in my opinion. It could have done without it, but I can see why they did it. Um Other than that, there's like there's not much else I can really leverage against the game, except for the lull in the story in the second arc. But that's neither here on here nor there, and that's not really it it is it can be like a um a decent criticism against the game, but for the most part, the story is still very solid. Um, so I can kind of forgive it for that.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, but yeah, no, like overall, look, the other reason why I might find the combat a bit tedious at this point is because I've played through the game so much. <laughs> um, it, it just, yeah. it becomes, a, it kind of becomes a glaring issue after a few playthroughs. Like, like first playthrough, not so much because you're still coming to grips with everything. Like second playthrough, oh, okay, I know what I'm doing. I know how to get demon fangs, which is like a, a secondary currency that you can use to trade for equippable artifacts. Yeah. Know, and yeah. those are really easy to get if you know what you're doing. Mm. um which they require you using a certain brush technique against a certain monster or demon um mm. you know after you've depleted their health um, and you know they bloom a bit more, and you get a demon fang or multiple demon fangs. There's other ways to get them as well. Yeah. Um. If, if with you know, unlockable
1: abilities, um, I think uh, there's the uh, I can't remember the name of it, but
0: <laughs> Golden Fury and Brown Rage.
1: Those are the ones. Yes. Uh, we won't yep, exactly say I... what they do, but um. <laughs> yep.
0: Look, look, yeah, that's that's not. Um. And originally, uh, when the screens were loading, the screens were loading. You could play a quick mini game mm. to get a demon fang or two as well. Um, wait that was the thing
1: it, i turned those off when i played the when i played the game
0: yeah no it's it's, it's an actual thing but like it, it's wow i didn't even turn, know that <laughs> yeah no it, it it's fine to turn them off though you know because I, I find that whilst like they're fine for the ps2 version i mean they, they are fine now but like now it's like i want to through. Rem-
1: I, I guess they're a nice little neat thing to do within the loading screens
0: yeah, within the loading screens, but considering like you can get through the loading screens really quickly now, it's, it's just more, do I really want to do it or do I not? Personally, I'm, I'm fine because I know how to get Demon Fangs other ways. Yeah, yeah. You know, So I just turn them off because I just want to load faster. Mm. Um, but yeah, like the, the exploration, we'll, we'll just quickly touch on the exploration really quickly. It's fine, it works. Um, the environments, it, it ties in with the art style and you know the the brush techniques. You've got a lot of options for exploration as mm. well as what moves you have. And Drune of the World's pretty well set up, it's easy enough to get around. Yeah. Um but that's basically it. It's not an open world game, but the environments are all very large.
1: It's very expansive for what um what the game gives you.
0: Yeah.
1: it does have a it does have a sense of an open world game. Um
0: but, but even it most definitely is not it's an open not, world game.
1: It's definitely not. It's very um Well, I would say kinda linear. In the sense that the um, the story takes you on a linear path, um, but you can go back to previous areas and stuff like that. That's where I guess the um, the open world aspect comes into it, where you can go back.
0: Yeah, that's not really open world though. Yeah, yeah. It's but like still, that, that's, not there. that that's that's <laughs> absolutely fine because you know there's nothing wrong with a game not being open world and being very large instead. Mm. That's like there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But um, yeah, I guess with all of that being said. Because that pretty much covers everything, doesn't it?
1: That pretty much covers everything. Um, I guess, I guess it comes down to final thoughts. Um, would you recommend? Well, like,
0: yeah. No, 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 no. You, 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 you do first because I, I, still have okay. a lot to say because right. I, I don't shut up. So. <laughs> of
1: course. Um, well, I, I guess for a first playthrough, um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it, it's apparent flaws did sort of, um, appear to me like right at the end of the game um, in regards to, um, certain mechanics and combat and stuff like that. Um, the boss fights sort of did draw me back into the combat a little bit, and the story, um, as I said, did have that lull in the second arc, um, but it really just clinches you, uh, by the end. It's got a really nice flow to it for the most part. You get invested in, um, Amaterasu and Issun's, uh, journey, um, as well, and- overall it's a very it's a very happy game it's a very um it's a very enjoyable game um for the most part there's a lot of zen moments within the game that sort of not sort of force you to stop and reflect on the stuff that you've done um say like feeding animals it gives you like a little cutscene to sort of stop and take everything in and that sort of thing which i think is a cool thing um but like it's enjoyable. It was. It was very fun to play. Subsequent playthroughs probably might sour your opinion on a few things, but it's still very enjoyable, and I'd recommend a play.
0: So I, I guess I'll, I'll say my yeah. bit now. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Needs more bears. <laughs> no, um, not enough bears, huh? Not, not enough bears. No. Um, look, this is a—it's—it's it's a very okay. I'd, I'd recommend the game. Mm. Um, some of its flaws have become more apparent the older I've gotten. Um, y- you know, I but like a lot of the stuff that was done, it's clear that it was done intentionally, and they thought about how it could impact it. Um, you know, like but d- despite its warts and all, um, it's a fun. It it's a, it's a satisfying game to play. Uh, yeah, it's very well crafted. You know, the use of mythology is great. Like whether it just be a reference or a direct character, I think some of it they did use, like uh, Clover did use, liberally. Um, some of it makes a bit more like is is a bit more clear, such as you know one inch Ison. Um, you know because Ison is uh, like I think he's less than an inch in this. Maybe he's an inch. I don't know. It's about an inch here. Like, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but like the whole you know story of One Inch Ison is is just one of them. You know, also just a
1: just a uh, basically the retelling of like um the Yamato no Orochi story, um little bits of Izanami oh, and Izanagi and that sort of thing as well. There's a lot hey, of it.
0: Hey, hey, hey. hey, this is my closing statement. I know, no, I know. I'm just you you, <laughs> we, you you should have touched on the mythology earlier, but you you dropped the ball. <laughs> but I'm agreeing with you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> y- you have no choice at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No. But there's, there's stuff like that. There's also you know um, Princess Kaguya and the and no, it's uh, wood. I can't remember the the story's name, but like yeah, the wood. It's Princess Kaguya and the woodcutter's daughter. Even though Princess Kaguya is the woodcutter's daughter in the original myth, mm. in the in the original uh, folklore story. Yeah. Um, you know, that's also a, like kind of a, a very clear you know clear retelling, um, even though it's only really minor and it changes things around a bit. Uh, stuff like that. I'm pretty sure the the sparrow and the woodcutter is also one. Mm. There, there's a few different like you know things in there. It's very steeped in Japanese history and tradition. And it present it pre- yeah, prevents, presents a really beautiful world, you know overall well crafted. Um, the ending, I won't reveal anything uh, about it, but like parts of it, uh, especially that Final Boss Battle. So Klonoa is the only game that I've actually cried to, right? Right. It's the only game that's made me cry. And whilst I was, when did that come out? I think I was only around, I was under 12 when I first played that game. So yes, of course I cried. But then subsequent playthroughs, I've choked up with that game, right? Yeah. Akami is the only other game I've played that's gotten me that close the ending chokes me up um because of
1: how like
0: how, how how emotion emotionally powerful it is you know it's like it like it's kind of like a really simple um you know um kind of saying thing at the end you know And like we need to support each other and, and stuff blah 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 we with that that's really skirting around it whilst giving it a vague idea of what it's about um uh, but you know, it's really like this game packs an emotional punch. It's a very um, uplifting and, game. Yeah, in a lot of ways, but it's also very tear tearjerky. You know. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I I once read that the game is about incompetence, and I think it's like to some extent I agree with that. Mm. But at the at the same time, I also think it's about. You know, it involves things like accepting responsibility for your failures and trying to better them mm. in some ways. You know that that's like there's a lot,
1: there's a lot to there's it, a there's a can... lot to dig into, um, especially when it when it tells its story and it's um, it, what it's trying to teach you, um, with its concepts. Um, from the endings perspective, I I found it to be a very, like, I I probably you probably may not. S- you may not be happy with this sort of connotation, but I kind of feel like it's a very, um, an anime-esque, like, f- like, like get like uplifting sort of ending, if that sort of makes sense. Um,
0: I, I, I think you should go back and rewatch that ending then, because just, to, just to see what happens with it. Like the upliftingness is probably a good thing that happened to be honest, because yeah, like whilst it does it, you got to remember that upliftingness ties into one of the, like one of the main mechanics of the game, hmm so, because you know, you you get praise to power yourself up. Yeah, because people have forgotten the gods. Mm. You know, um. So yeah, I like I can kind of see what you're saying, but it's a little bit more tied into what's happening. Yeah. although some anime is also tied a bit more into what's happening as well. But like this is more, oh, that makes sense because X Y Z. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a not very, like a you, very it,
1: um. How do how do how how do I say this
0: properly? Um, um. It actually, it's not subtly hinted at. It like you think about it, it's like, oh, that yeah, okay, that's actually pretty clear as to why that happened.
1: It gives you a, it gives you a very big moment of clarity on um and what everything's been leading up to.
0: Yeah, and and even though the game is very unlikely to get a, a sequel that continues on from the ending, that implies a sequel, it's still a very good ending. I think it's a good closure point. It's closure for clover closure for clover unfortunately oh, wait <laughs> wait was it Kami their last game or was it God hand
1: I don't know wasn't one of the beautiful Joe's um one of their no, last no, game? No.
0: That, that was out of the that was done by then ah right as far right. as I'm aware yeah as far as I'm aware it could be wrong but anyway look, anyway overall I think it's it's a really well-made game interesting world interesting characters great music great setting hence interesting world um, some problems but overall it's just a well-made game experience to experience
1: exactly and there was a lot of (laughs) there was a lot of love and care put into it as well and you can kind of feel that within the world building the storytelling um the attention to detail when it came to the use of japanese mythology Uh, overall it is a very very well made game and definitely worth a
0: look all right well i think we've probably prattled on for long enough Uh <laughs> so thank you for coming onto the show, Brendan. I hope you don't get eaten by wolves.
1: <laughs> he is hoping. Um and thank you for having me. Um well I guess I guess I gotta do what I gotta do. Um you can find me on Twitter under beerz 93 Um you can find me on Twitch. I usually stream Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And I'm also a contributor for Culture Reader once in a while as well.
0: Yeah. Oh, is there anything you'd like to spur? That's all I spruited. <laughs> Oh, okay then well yeah again thank you for being on the episode thank you very uh, much thank you very much to all our listeners we hope that you're enjoying what we're putting out or at least getting something out of it mm-hmm. thank you to our readers for reading our stuff thank you to our patrons for supporting because you, know, you give a, You guys help us have a bit more flexibility and it also means that we can you know, generally spend a bit more time working on things as well to improve the quality um, any feedback you guys have that you think we can improve on please let us know Um, Because we're more than happy to take feedback. Obviously, we're still feeling our way through this stuff, and Mm. and we're getting a bit better on it. But you know, you guys, other people hearing and and reading what we do, so yeah, your feedback is crucial,
1: and it'll it'll if anything, it'll do it'll it'll serve a purpose to help us out. So yeah, whatever you can Um, provide, it will be appreciated.
0: Yeah, and if if you don't want to, that's also fine. Yeah. I mean, do it, but you know, whatever. But anyway. <laughs> uh, so so long as you're getting something out of what we're doing, that's yeah we exactly. you know. Exactly. Um but of course, there's there's one last person we need to thank. A big
1: thank you to Sixo.
0: To 0 of uh, course. Yep. Oh, well, I was gonna make a silly remark, but yes, of course, a big thank you to Sixo. <laughs> because Sixo, you are the bee's knees.
1: You're awesome, Sixo. And without this we wouldn't be able to have as much fun as we do. So thank you.
0: You mean without her? Without her, yes. Damn, that's because s- like yeah, <laughs> you you almost did it. You almost did almost it. almost did so it uh, again. You <laughs> see, see, you, you, all all all. all Brendons have lost future closing privileges now because of that. Ah, <sighs> but yeah. Anyway, oh. <laughs> thank you everyone. We hope you have a good day, evening, whatever. Yep, and we we just hope it all travels well. Please stay safe.
1: Please stay safe as always, and uh, we hope to see you next time.
0: Yep, no worries. Anyway. Oh, okay, fine then. See, this is why you don't get to close. <laughs> well, you I wasn't allowed to close. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah so I just gave you another opportunity, but you're like, no, 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 I'm
1: just <laughs> But anyway, going to wait. <laughs> thanks, But anyway, thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a great day, evening, afternoon, wherever you are in this lovely world, and uh, hope to catch you next time. Alrighty. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> bye.